You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always by my co-host, David Drogmeyer, and on today's show, John Kegley as well, one of the original members of the show. And this football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment that you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Before we get started, we are three writers who got our start at San Diego Sports Domination, San Diego's top sports blog, and we've been covering the Chargers now for over five seasons doing our own Facebook live show, Chargers Domination Live, which airs weekly. And now this is our third season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. All right, guys, well, it's especially good to be the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast after a game like we saw last night. This is a Victory Friday show, the first Victory Friday show since another game that was pretty much just as exciting against the Kansas City Chiefs in 2018. The Chargers were able to pull off the Thursday night miracle against the Raiders when it seemed like everything was going against them at the end of the game. But first, welcome into all of our first-time listeners. You picked a great day to join the show today, and a special thank you to all of our loyal listeners as well and we have to start with the Chargers 30 to 27 overtime win against the Las Vegas Raiders in Vegas basically knocking them out of the playoffs so to start we're going to talk about Justin Herbert's first ever game winning touchdown how do you start anywhere else and also him getting some records in the books as well and then we'll get into The Chargers not really being there unless they had some defensive plays down the stretch and also almost not being there because of two potential game-winning field goals that were missed by Michael Badgley. And then we're going to get into all of the biggest plays of the game. In the second segment, we'll get into the first half. And then to wrap up the show, we'll get into the wild second half and overtime. But let's go ahead and get into it. The Los Angeles Chargers beat the Las Vegas Raiders on Thursday night football with Justin Herbert's game-winning touchdown. This is Daniel Wade joined by David Drogemeyer with your Locked on Chargers lead story. The Chargers have had a tumultuous season, but for one night, it felt a lot better, and that was because the Chargers downed the Las Vegas Raiders 30-27 in overtime in a game that was going really well for the Chargers and almost fell apart towards the end. The Chargers were able to persevere, go into overtime, and win the game against the Raiders. And this was a super crazy game, David. But the Chargers don't get this win without their rookie phenom, Justin Herbert. And you have to feel great for him to see things finally going his way. Last week, he leads a drive down the field against the Atlanta Falcons. This week, he scores on a quarterback sneak one play after fumbling a quarterback sneak, a wild sequence at the end of the game. He ends up getting into the end zone, and you just have to feel so great for the Chargers' special rookie. You definitely do, especially after his top two wide receivers, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, were active for this game, but they played very seldomly. Keenan Allen had one catch on two targets, and Mike Williams had two catches on two targets. So you had to find 
other contributions from other guys, and they had plenty of people that were able to step up. Jalen Guyton had a great game. Tyron Johnson had some good catches. Even K.J. Hill got into the mix as well. Hunter Henry also had a phenomenal game. But Justin Herbert was throwing the ball all over the football field. And, yes, they could not have won this game without him. Some great throws, some great throws under pressure. And also, he ties the record for the most passing touchdowns by a rookie quarterback in NFL history. With the two that he threw against the Las Vegas Raiders in this one, he only needs one more touchdown in his next two games to take over that record altogether. A great play by Justin Herbert to get them in position, but none of this happens without the defense actually holding them to a field goal in overtime to allow the Chargers and Justin Herbert to go out there and execute that game-winning drive. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, credit needs to go all around in this game because it was a total team effort, except for maybe the kicker. But for Justin Herbert, it's been special this season to see what he's been able to do in primetime football games. This was his second of the season. The first was against the New Orleans Saints. He had four touchdowns, no interceptions. In this game, he gets the final rushing touchdown and adds on two passing touchdowns. So, Seven touchdowns and no interceptions for Justin Herbert in prime time. So I think the spotlight is not too big for this kid. But the defense made some huge plays down the stretch of this game. Even though they gave up a couple of second half touchdowns at the end of the game. In overtime, they made some really big plays to keep the Chargers in it. But they sh- the Chargers should have lost this game probably because of Michael Badgley. Because he has had a terrible season by his standards and in this game David he almost cost the Chargers again yes he did I mean he had two opportunities to help the Chargers win this football game a 47 yard field goal that he missed and then a 51 yard field goal that had the distance but was not straight enough to get in between the uprights Michael Badgley has missed 11 kicks field goals and PATs which is the most missed kicks in the NFL this year that is something that has been hampering the Chargers has lost them football games on a couple of different occasions And I don't know how much longer the Chargers can put up with Michael Badgley in these missed field goals. There's a lot of kickers out there looking for opportunities. And Michael Badgley keeps missing them and not taking advantage of his opportunity to be one of 32 kickers in the NFL. So the Chargers are going to have to look at that. But the Chargers don't get in this position without the defense. The Chargers repeatedly were punched in the mouth in overtime on that last drive. And it seemed like they just didn't have much left. But to their credit, when they needed to stop the most... They actually got that. They forced the the Raiders to a field goal in overtime, and then they were able to come back, execute a big drive. And they did that off of a big penalty, too. The Chargers were targeting the cornerback Mullen most of the game, and they get another big pass interference penalty to set up the big shot to Jalen Guyton, and then that eventually gets the Chargers in position to win this football game. A thrilling win. The Chargers get their first in-division victory since 2018. Yeah, the Chargers won their last divisional game of the 2018 season, but since then, they had been 0-9 against the AFC West, and that's a big part of the reason the Chargers have had such a bad record over the last couple of years and have missed the playoffs in both seasons. But in this game, they were able to almost completely eliminate the Las Vegas Raiders from playoff contention, who had a hot start to the season, beat Kansas City, and now they are on the outside looking in as far as the playoff race. And For Charger fans out there, I know a lot of people might be a little bit upset that the Chargers harmed their draft position in a game where it didn't really matter, but I think to most of the fans out there, having a chance to be a bitter rival in the Las Vegas Raiders in their first trip to the Raiders Stadium on Thursday night football in primetime 
with their phenom rookie quarterback, Justin Herbert, doing what he did and getting his first game-winning touchdown of his career. I think that's something that all Charger fans can get behind. But we do have two more segments to get into. We do have to get into our full game recap, getting into the first half coming up after this before wrapping up the show with the second half, a crazy ending to the game and a crazy overtime period coming up right after this. All right, guys, well, let's get into the game recap. And obviously, a game recaps at this time of night are something that we're not doing very often. John Kegley is going to be on today's show, but I did have to have him pre-record some thoughts about this game and some certain plays from this game that he's going to get into. You probably won't notice at all, but John has worked super early, so we wanted to be able to get him in to get his observations from this one. He'll be back on the show on Monday, but it's always nice when the Chargers win and you get to do a Chargers recap, and I'm sure you guys feel the same way about the game. So the game started with the Chargers defense doing what they needed to on the first drive, holding the Raiders to a three and out in only two yards. And then the nice thing was, David, was after that, the Chargers do something they haven't done a lot this season. They got off to a quick start. They go 12 plays, 78 yards, and get a touchdown to make it 7-0. Hunter Henry gets a 10-yard pass from Justin Herbert. He catches it about the three, uses his body to get into the end zone, a physical touchdown and a great play to put the Chargers up early. But early on in this game, David, we saw the Chargers hitting on bigger plays than we really saw all of last week. Hunter Henry makes a big play on third and 11 to keep the chains moving. Keenan Allen gets a 17-yard gain. Tyron Johnson gets an 18-yard gain. So it was nice to see early and often in this game, the Chargers just weren't going to dump it off to the running backs. They were going to throw it beyond the sticks, and Justin Herbert made this Raiders defense pay with it. Well, it seems like going into this game, Daniel, they knew that they were going to have some opportunities against this Raiders defense. They were very weak and they were very injured and they're just not very good out there. Right. So the Chargers went back to taking some some good shots some getting some chunk plays, which is what we've been clamoring for. And Herbert was cooking. He got off to a great start. He was six for six, 75 yards and a touchdown on that first offensive drive. And yes, it was a thing of beauty. Yeah, it was great. I mean, it was great to see them come out hot. It was great to see them get on the board early because especially against a Raiders team who wants to be physical with you, wants to try to run the ball against you, that is huge to kind of get a little bit of a lead on them early on. And the Raiders would come back and strike on their next drive. They would go 70 yards and would have to settle for a field goal. But that wasn't the biggest thing about this drive because the biggest thing was Derek Carr on third and goal scrambled to the outside And then right as he was about to go out of bounds, you could tell he got injured. He pulled up. He dropped the ball as he was going out of bounds. The ball ended up going out of bounds. But you could tell he was super injured on the play. And after that, it was Marcus Mariota coming into the game. Obviously, a quarterback the Chargers could not really scout for this one, not who the game plan was set up for. But it's still a backup quarterback. You would still have to think that they would do okay against the Raiders backup. But... The Chargers on their next drive would have to punt the ball because of a big-time drop by Jalen Guyton. I mean, oh, that one hurt a lot because it was third and four. It was a little bit low, probably right below the waist, but that's a ball that Jalen Guyton has to come up with pretty much every single time, and he just wasn't able to do it, and it was an absolute drive killer on that one. And the Raiders made him pay for it because on the next play there, David, they go seven plays, 86 yards, and Marcus Mariota throws a 35-yard touchdown pass to Darren Waller to make it 10-7. to I have to give him some credit. I mean, it was a really, really good throw down the sideline. Michael Davis does not get burned like that often. He tried to jam him at the line of scrimmage, 
and Darren Waller just outran him. We're not seeing many people outrun Michael Davis. So I do have to give some credit to Marcus Mariota there. But once again, the Chargers getting beat on big plays by the Raiders. Yeah, I was like, man, here we go again. Another big play. I mean, we knew going into this game that Darren Waller was going to be a problem. I mean, and was he ever? I mean, he had nine catches for 150 yards in this game. He absolutely went off. But, I mean, to the Chargers' credit, they didn't really let anybody else beat them. I mean, they con- they did what they could to contain him, but he got off of this one. And, yeah, I got to you know tip the cap a little bit. He outran a, a really good corner. So, I mean, Darren Waller is a wide receiver playing tight end. Let's let's not get that twisted. And okay? a good one, too. I yeah, mean. a really good one. I mean, let's like I said, don't get this twisted. I mean, this guy is a very talented player. He's ba- basically just a smidgen uh heavier than a wide receiver. I mean, this guy can fly. I mean, he's a, he's a great player. Yeah, I mean, and to see Michael Davis get outrun by a tight end is not something you thought you would see very often. I think it gives you an appreciation of how fast that dude is. But, I mean, him and Travis Kelsey, I think Travis Kelsey's leading the NFL in receiving yards. Darren Waller is up there amongst all players, not just amongst tight ends. So he had a very good game in this one. And the next Chargers drive was very frustrating, David, because they go 14 plays, they run a bunch of clock, they go 71 yards, but the drive stalls out at the four-yard line and they have to settle for a field goal. And we've just seen the Chargers have that happen to them so many times where they get close and they can't put points on the board. And in a game like this where there's not a lot of possessions If you get down there, you better make sure you get a touchdown. But they were able to bounce back from it defensively on the next drive. And it was something I was talking about before the game where if you can get that Raiders offense in a bad position because you can, you know, force a big tackle for loss and get them away from the down and distances they're comfortable with, you will have success. And on the Raiders next drive, they go three and out. But it's because the Chargers derailed the drive when they tackled Theo Riddick for a five-yard loss. Limbaugh Joseph got in with the pressure right away. Justin Jones, I mean, looked like he did almost a wrestling move on him, slammed him into the ground, and then the Raiders had to punt, and the Raiders' punt only goes 19 yards, David, but it all started with the defense on first down, not getting run over, making a big play, and then making the Raiders have to punt. Right, and it was really important that the Chargers were going to tell the Raiders that they were not going to be able to run all over them in this game. They were not going to be able to establish their dominance in that way because if they if they, the Raiders were able to do that, it was going to be a very long night. But to the Chargers' credit, they did buckle down occasionally and they were able to stuff, stuff them early. And hey, anytime you're able to stuff your opponent early and get them behind the eight ball, I mean, the stats and your eyes will tell you that you're going to be in a much better opportunity to get them off the football field. To the Chargers' credit, they do that, and it was very important that they did. And there's not a lot of times we've seen this defense get off of the field in late half situations. So I thought that was really nice to see as well. Not as nice, though, as seeing the Chargers come down and get a touchdown on their next drive going into halftime because that was absolutely huge. The Chargers get the ball back. It only takes them about 45 seconds. They go four plays, 49 yards, and Tyron Johnson gets into the end zone with a 26-yard touchdown from Justin Herbert. A great throw. K.J. Hill makes his biggest play of the season on the drive on third and 12, usually when the Chargers are ready to pack it in before the half and, you know, punt back to the other team. K.J. Hill gets a 25-yard catch on a really nice route. Justin Herbert makes another really nice throw, and the Chargers, you know, did something we haven't really seen from them. They get super aggressive going into halftime. They make a couple of big plays, and it's like 
That's why you let Herbert use that big arm, John. But it was so great to see the Chargers not only getting that stop defensively, but also scoring points right before halftime and scoring a touchdown right before halftime. I thought it was really big for them to score before halftime. It was really important to gain momentum before halftime, something we've talked about this year a lot, which was going into halftime with momentum rather than the opponent having it. You started off this game so well, getting a nice long drive, just go up 7 nothing to start the game. But then the Raiders were able to come and take the lead 10-7. to You end up tying it 10-10. to So it's kind of not really a momentum game. But you were able to take momentum into halftime with that drive. That drive started off bad, negative two-yard gain, incomplete pass. It's third and 12, but you get a 25-yard pass out of bounds to stop the clock. And then just an absolute dime by Herbert to split the zone coverage on that corner route. Money throw, absolute money throw. That is an NFL throw, basically. He made a clutch play, and going into halftime with the lead was very big and very important for this team. Yeah, it was huge. I mean, the Chargers are not known for having a lot of momentum going into halftime or, you know, right after halftime either. But huge play by the Chargers offense and the Chargers defense. And they go into halftime with a 17-10 to lead. And that was just the beginning of it because there was a lot more craziness in this game to come in the second half. And overtime, we're going to get back into that coming up right after this. All right, well, now it's time to get into this second half and overtime from this game and a game that had a lot of highs and lows to say the least but the Chargers come out of halftime you want them to really come out hot after the second half continue to build on that lead get a touchdown to make it 24 to 10 keep your foot on the gas pedal but as we know that's not how the Chargers operate what really happens is they go three plays 33 yards and a punt and that sounds very confusing how do you go three plays 33 yards well you on first down, the Chargers got a face mask penalty against Jalen Guyton and a defensive pass interference that gave them a free 28 yards. But this was the frustrating part, David, is the Chargers end up having to punt on the Raiders' side of the field because on third and one, what do they do? Surprise, they try to run the ball right up the middle with Kalen Balazs. He gets absolutely destroyed for a four-yard loss. And we all know Anthony Lynn doesn't like to go for it on fourth and four or longer. But that was just hugely frustrating because the Chargers – do what they've done all season long. They try to run it on third and short, and they get absolutely blown up, and it probably cost them some points on that drive. Your rookie quarterback is slinging the football all over the football field. You get into a third and short, and you run the ball? What the f- what the <laughs> hell are you thinking? I just don't understand the logic. I mean, I get that you don't want to be one-dimensional. I understand you got to mix it up, but... When your rookie quarterback is feeling it and clearly in a rhythm and in the zone, let him get the first down. It's not a hard decision. Put the ball in his hands. Let him throw it. Let him run it. Let him get the first down. Let him continue to extend the drive. Yeah, or at least run a play action. Oh, wait. Well, maybe not a play action. We'll get into that later. But, yeah, it would have been really nice for the charge to add on some points to their lead on the first drive of the second half. But once again, The offensive adjustments aren't there. Chargers stick to things they've been doing all season long, and it comes back to bite them. And the Raiders end up taking advantage because they go 10 plays, 76 yards, and get the touchdown on their next drive to make it 17-17. to And this was the first time, really, we saw Marcus Mariota's legs come into play because Mariota, on the first play, 
keeps a little read option play and goes 26 yards on his feet. And then on a fourth and two play, he also scrambles for a first down. And then the Raiders get down the field. And after a pass interference call on Chris Harris Jr., Josh Jacobs gets the one-yard rushing touchdown. But at that point, David, you knew, all right, it is their backup quarterback. But the one thing Mariota brings is what he's able to do with his legs. He was able to do it pretty much all day, and you knew that was going to be a game-changer for the Raiders' offense. Yeah, and what the, what sucks is the broadcasters pointed it out. I mean, they were looking forward to playing Derek Carr in this game. They prepared to play Derek Carr. They had no probably no preparation to go against a running quarterback. And even though they got Tyrod Taylor on the squad, I mean, they were preparing for Derek Carr. So, yeah, I mean, as soon as Markham Smariota went in there, you have to remember this guy can absolutely extend plays and run with the ball. And he showcased it again in this one. I mean, he might have not have played an NFL game in a couple of years, but he still can run and he can run very effectively. He ran, was I think he was the leading rusher for the Raiders, yeah. had about 80 yards rushing in this rushing one. Yards, yeah. 88 rushing yards. I mean, he gashed the Chargers every time he decided to tuck it and run. Yeah, exactly. But to the Chargers' credit, they were able to answer back, and that's something we haven't seen from them a lot in the second half of games this year. On their second drive of the half, they go 12 plays, 75 yards in a touchdown, and it starts with third and five. Justin Herbert finds Hunter Henry for a big 19-yard gain, and then Mike Williams, one of the few plays he was in the game, comes in and draws a pass interference penalty in the end zone, putting the ball on the one-yard line, and Kalen Bellage scores from one yard out to go up against the team that has given up the most rushing touchdowns so far this season. So that was great to see the Chargers actually getting one in on the ground. It had been a while since we had seen a rushing touchdown seemingly from this team, but they take the lead again in the second half. It's 24-17, to 17, and you knew there wasn't going to be too many more possessions after the Raiders' next drive because on the Raiders' next drive, they go, this is not a misspeak by me, 19 plays, 75 yards, and cap it off with a touchdown to tie the game at 24-24, to 24, a 10-minute and 52-second drive by the Raiders was I mean it was just crazy it was a lot of very short plays a lot of fourth down conversions and that was the tough part was just on the drive the Raiders convert two fourth downs and then they're on two third downs Mariota scrambles on one and gets a first down and then he scrambles on third and goal to get the touchdown and it would give the Chargers the ball back with plenty of times to score but that's a long time for the defense to be out on the field David and that was a brutal drive for the Chargers to see that many times they could have gotten off the field and they didn't take advantage. It was so debilitating not only to see to watch them give up the third downs, but to get stops on third downs just to see them go for it on fourth down right. and keep the drive alive. I mean, that totally. was the most frustrating thing about watching that drive. I mean, not only is your defense on the field for a extremely long amount of time. I mean, they were absolutely gassed. And, I mean, how could you blame them? I mean, man, there's only so much that you can do. But, yeah, I mean, got to give the Raiders credit. I mean, they go on a big, long drive, and they end it with a touchdown. But, yeah, the the Raiders showed some balls going for it on fourth down on a couple of different occasions. I don't think they trusted their defense. So they kept the offense out there, and they made the right choice because it ended up with the TD. Yeah, and the fourth down play seemed to work for them. Every single time. I think it did work for them every time. The Chargers never turned them over on downs. But on the next play, on the next drive, they get a big play from Austin Eckler, who gets a 27-yard run. It was really nice to see something finally open up there because 
that was a bad rushing defense the Chargers played against, and you wouldn't have been able to tell for most of the game. But Eckler finally finds a way to gash the Raiders on the ground, set the Chargers up in field goal range, and then there was a lot of time left. It's not as if this would have been the last score necessarily had he made it, but with three and a half minutes to play, Michael Badger gets a chance to get the go-ahead 47-yard field goal. It's a bad snap. It hits the ground, but it looked like there was a nice recovery. It looked like he absolutely should have made it. He didn't, and there was flashbacks to the Saints game, him missing a 50-yard field goal to win the game, and it was just brutal. I mean, you just feel bad for the guy, too. Like, It's not like Michael Badger is a bad guy. He's beloved by his teammates and all of that, but another chance to you know go win your team a game, potentially, like you did last week, and you can't do it. You missed the big kick, but... The Chargers would get a little bit lucky on their next drive because they would get the big play that they needed. The Raiders were moving the ball down the field pretty easily. I mean, it looked like they were going to definitely get into field goal range when Marcus Mariota throws a pass. Zay Jones tips it, and Chris Harris Jr., David, who's had an interception in every season of his career, finally gets his first with the Chargers, and he takes it back to the Las Vegas 33, setting the Chargers up to potentially go and win the game again. Yeah, I mean, Chris Harris Jr. in the right place at the right time. I mean, Marcus Mario throws the ball to the wide receiver. He kind of juggles it, and Chris Harris Jr. just goes, yep, I'll take that, thank you very much, as he's strolling by, and he runs 51 yards, almost takes it back to the house, uh, couldn't get past Marcus Mario, but to his to his credit and, you know, for everyone to remember, he is still dealing with the foot injury. He only is on one good wheel. So with that being said, he made a tremendous play. Really, when the Chargers desperately needed them to make a play, he does it. And, uh, man, that that was just so important for the Chargers to get a turnover there. It seemed like it was getting bleak. And it seemed like it was going to happen two weeks in a row. You know, Matt Ryan throws the late interception. The Chargers take advantage, kick the game-winning field goal. Unfortunately, the offense for the Chargers really crapped the bed on this time this time around because they have a couple of decent runs, and then finally on third and short, they decide they're not going to run it up the middle. They're going to try a play action. They don't block it well. The Raiders call the right play call and have somebody blitzing off the edge. Justin Herbert gets faced with two free rushers, makes the first man miss, and gets sacked by the second one for a negative eight yards which is brutal. I mean, you can't take a sack there. It's hard to blame him because he had guys in his face as soon as he turned around. But that took it from what would have been a 43-yard field goal and made it a 51-yard field goal, which is a big difference, especially for Michael Badgley. But Michael Badgley had the chance to make up for his earlier miss that could have won the Chargers the game. He gets a chance from 51, and he misses it wide left. Two field goals in the last three minutes and 38 seconds of regulation. Michael Badgley misses most misses both of them, and that was absolutely brutal. And, John, the Raiders weren't able to do anything on their last drive. They tried to attempt a 65-yard field goal, and they ended up fumbling that and couldn't get anything out of it. But what were you thinking just as the Chargers were headed to overtime and Michael Badgley has just missed his second chance to try to win this game? When he missed the second field goal, I wasn't surprised. Uh, both Before both field goals, I had no confidence he was going to make it. I was going to be surprised, honestly, if he made it. I I didn't even get my hopes up. When he missed the second one, I thought for sure that was it. The Raiders were going to drive down, get in a field goal range, and that was going to be it. The Chargers let one get away, missed an opportunity to end the Raiders' playoff hopes. I thought for sure that was it, but 
somehow the Raiders weren't able to do it. Even when they were getting ready to go for that 65-yard field goal, I was kind of getting excited to see that because I've seen very few teams attempt that, especially when Sebastian Janikowski attempted a 76-yard field goal back in 2008. That still was a funny one to me. But the fact that they were going to try that and they botched the snap gave me like a little bit of hope, but I was like, nope, still got to go to overtime. You still got to win the coin toss. The Raiders' offense has been moving so well on you if they win the coin toss to start overtime you're probably going to be done yeah totally and the Chargers defense must have just been totally wiped out after that 19 play drive they had had a couple of series before that and of course the Raiders do receive the kick and of course drive down the field but the difference was David this time even though they were getting the ball stuffed down their throat a little bit they were doing everything that they had had success with so far in the second half the Raiders were and When the Chargers really needed it, third and goal, they finally get the stop in that area of the field, their second time of the game. But the first one was a Derek Carr injury, so, I mean, count that if you want. Either way, third and goal, Isaac Rochelle gets a hand on a Marcus Mariota pass. You hold them to a field goal, and at least you give yourself a chance. That's all you ever wanted, right? That's all you ever wanted in that situation was just an opportunity. Please don't let them score a touchdown, so at least this rookie quarterback can get on the football field and try to punch one in the end zone. That is all you're asking for. Your defense is tired. They've been on the field. They've been getting beaten up. They've been getting ran over. But they truly do deploy that bend but do not break defense. They bent a lot on that drive, but when it mattered, they did not break, and they gave their rookie quarterback one more opportunity. And more importantly, they let their rookie quarterback go try to win the game for them. Because if you can believe it, obviously there is that super long drive that the Raiders have. But Justin Herbert, with his huge game that he had, only threw the ball one single time in the fourth quarter, which is just brutal. I mean, it's almost impossible to even think about how that could happen in a game like this. But, of course, what happens, he just makes some crazy big plays on the drive. The Chargers needed him to as well. I mean... You don't want to get a tie in this situation. You want to go down there, get a touchdown, and win the game. And on their drive, they go five plays, 75 yards. They get a little bit of help with a defensive pass interference for 20 yards. That gave them a little bit of field position. But the huge play is Jalen Guyton finding himself all alone behind the defense. Justin Herbert, right as he's about to get hit, floats a ball up there, and Jalen Guyton catches it inside the five-yard line and gets tackled right near the end zone. He isn't able to get in a better throw, and the Chargers walk off on that play, and Justin Herbert alluded to that and said he wishes he could have ended it there. But they get the big play, 53 yards, and now all they have to do is punch it into the end zone from the two-yard line. On the first play, they try to do a little you know, sprint out to the right with Justin Herbert, a total run all the way. He gets stacked up, but gets a helmet-to-helmet that gives the Chargers a free first down half the distance to the goal. Then the game got really scary because Kalen Blige can't get it. He jumps in the air on the next play, and it's always scary ball security-wise when the running backs are jumping and not getting into the end zone. So on the next play, second down and goal, Justin Herbert takes it himself, quarterback sneak. Can't really tell if he gets in the end zone, but he actually fumbled before he could get into the end zone, and it was recovered by Gabe Neighbors in the end zone. Everyone was kind of freaking out for a second, but... If you fumble within the last two minutes of the game, only Justin Herbert can get that fumble if it's going further down the field, in this case, into the end zone. So since it was Gabe Neighbors, they had to pull it back to the one-yard line. And to the Chargers' credit, kind of crazy enough, they run the quarterback sneak again. 
Justin Herbert gets it on second effort and some help from his teammates. He gets the quarterback sneak. He gets his first game-winning touchdown drive, John. And that was just a wild sequence for Justin Herbert to get his first game-winning touchdown and to do it against the Raiders in Las Vegas in a primetime game. Believe it or not, um, about a couple of plays before the Herbert fumble, my roommate was like, don't worry, we got this. It's in the bag. We're going to get this. And I was like, no, shut up. Do not curse this team. Do not get your hopes up and let the Chargers have a chance to crush it. Be humble and let the Chargers score first. Do not curse this opportunity we have. <laughs> but when he fumbled it, I couldn't believe it. I was like, you got to be kidding me, dude. Like, you're this close to winning it. you got to be holding on to that ball with dear life. And despite him fumbling it, I thought they should go for the quarterback sneak again. I thought maybe he'd be smarter the second time. But he reached it out again. I'm sure he was holding it a lot better on the second attempt. But I'm glad I actually went with the QB sneak. The fact they ran the ball a little bit with Herbert in the fourth and in overtime with the read option, I'm glad they did that because we've been asking for that. He's a mobile QB. Lynn's been wanting a mobile QB. The read option is something he's been wanting to do. Why haven't you done it? Well, he did it, and we asked for QB sneaks a lot this year too, and he won the game with a QB sneak. A lot of things we asked for kind of started happening in this game despite how bad the defense played in overtime. They came up big. We talked about how they were giving up touchdowns in the red zone. And this this game, they ended that streak with the Raiders' field goal drive. This time, they had goal to go, and they stopped them again to, for a field goal. And that's what gave Herbert that chance to win. You just got to give him a chance. And he came up big. He's got to be rookie of the year this year. I think he's absolutely the offensive rookie of the year. I mean, quarterbacks who put up historic stats, if you're the best rookie quarterback of all time in a award that leans towards quarterbacks and offensive players. I don't understand how he couldn't get it at this point, but to have him be in that spotlight in overtime in a game that for the Raiders was as important as any game this season was just hugely fun to watch. And what a fun game we got to see on Thursday night football guys. I mean, whether, you know, however you felt about the Chargers winning, I'd like to think most Charger fans were very happy to beat your rate, your rivals, in the Raiders to pretty much knock them out of playoff contention and to play spoiler because at this point in the season you're playing for you know either draft position or to get some momentum going into next season the Chargers have found a little bit of that getting their first two game winning streak of the season but it's not just getting those two game winning streaks it's doing it with walk-off wins which is something they've been able to do the last two weeks which feels pretty damn good but We'll be back with you guys on Monday to get into what went wrong and what went right from this game. Obviously, there's a lot more to still dissect from this one, but take this W, guys. Take it into the weekend. Have a really good weekend. Until next time, make sure to follow us on Twitter at LockdownLAC and to like the Facebook page, Lockdown Chargers, as well as subscribing to us wherever you get your podcasts from, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. You can find the Locked On Chargers podcast in any of those places, and it's always the fastest and easiest way to get the show. We've already gotten some voicemail reactions from you guys. You definitely felt some kind of way about this game. If you guys want to make it onto the show next week, the number is 323-524-7924 for the Locked On Chargers voicemail line, and we're trying to get every Chargers voicemail played on the show. We will be back with you guys on Monday. Make sure to... Make sure to enjoy this weekend after a big win by the Chargers and their rookie, Justin Herbert. But make sure to tune back in with us on Monday. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.